that was How Clear Is Our Vocation, Lord? And we're doing it on this Rumination Tuesday. I made a mistake on the promo. I was thinking I was going to be here Monday, and we were going to do the Bible study on Monday, but it was a holiday here at KFUO, so they had a repeat program on. But tomorrow, Wednesday, I will be doing the gospel reading uh, for the Bible study. And it just so happens, Jesus says, you're not going to get to heaven unless you hate your father or mother. And we're going to be taking a look at that. But with us today is, of course, Pastor Mark Smith. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tom. Did you have a good Labor Day? No. I tried to work, but there was nothing to do. <laughs> Isn't that what Labor Day is about? It's, yeah. It's Labor Day. I'll tell you, I hear this hymn, How Clear Is Our Vocation, Lord?, it seems like it would have been appropriate last you know, Sunday, the Sunday before Labor Yesterday. Day. Yesterday. Why? Because... Because it talks about our vocation. Well, our, don't, our, don't you like a vocation? No, vocation. Oh, vocation. A vocation, our calling in life. Yes. Which is, you know, right in line with Labor Day. Yes, there's no doubt about that. Vocation comes from the Latin vocara, to call. Uh-huh. And... Um, God's called us to a particular calling in life. How many do you have? Oh, boy. Well, let's see. I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a pastor. Yep. I'm a citizen. You're a son. I'm a son, right? You're... Are you a grandfather? Brother. brother. Oh, yes. I'm a grandfather. Yeah, yes. you're a grandfather. Yeah, we met with the whole family yesterday, and um, it, was, it was really pretty good. Uh, my one son-in-law, he has this big machine in the backyard that makes meat. Oh. <laughs> for about eight hours. Is that right? Oh, boy, was that ever good. So <laughs> No kidding. And then we had all... Was it like a Whipper cooker? Uh, big... No, no, bigger than that. Bigger than that. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh -huh. it's, uh, I forget the kind of meat it's called, but it's really pretty good. And uh, they just finished kind of getting their house organized. They had some leaking in the basement. That's all finished oh. now. And so... And we, because of my surgery, had skipped Father's Day. Uh-huh. And um, So you made kind of Labor Day a Father's Day. Well, they did. Yeah, they gave me a, a bunch of presents, and it was really good. And uh, also, talking about presents, the I was with uh, two congregations in the Effingham area for over a year, and yesterday was my last Sunday with oh. them. I'll bet they hated to see you go, but they got, they yeah, got they a new pastor. Yeah, they hated me, though. but they were sad about Louise seeing her go. <laughs> <laughs> and they gave us a whole bunch of gifts. Um, she, the they're good I, people out there. The, oh, they're tremendous. In the heartland. And, and, yeah, I'm going to really miss them. And I'm now available on Sundays. Uh-huh. So if somebody, you told me you've got some options maybe coming up here. And then I'm also available. Did you hear the... Um, uh, program yes, before ours. Yes, I did. About the Wash U right. campus. When I was at St. James, we were almost, well, I think we were the closest congregation, Missouri Synod to Wash U. And we would pick people up, bring them to church, and then we would also have Bible studies over there. And that's what Village Ladue is doing right now. That's what right they're now. doing now, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're kind of in charge. So I said I was available. They meet on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. She thought I was interested in talking about the Bible study, but I had heard that they have pizza. 
<laughs> so <laughs> I'm available Monday night. Yeah, I'll tell you, pizza pizza is a big draw. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Have you ever had it at Caesars? No. It is but I've had best. Emos. Emos is excellent. Yeah, no, nothing beats Caesars. You got to get their thin crust. Ah. And you can't even see the cheese. There's so much. Sa- oh, not no. sausage. What, what do they put on the top? Meat? I don't know. Meat? That's the main meat everybody uh, puts on uh-huh. top. Little circles. Anyway, it's good. So, how clear is our vocation, Lord? This is such a. Um, New hymn for our hymnals. The gentleman who wrote the text died in the year 2000. And the one who wrote the music died in the year 1918. So this is just really new. And it's not in that book I have with all the hymns. It's not in there. There's no, no there's notation no, about it. No, no background there. But um, it says the hymn writer reminds Christians of their calling in life as it is lived under the cross. And so uh, we're going to be looking at a couple of words here when we go through this. But if you would start with stanza one, 853 in our hymnal, how clear is our vocation, Lord? How clear is our vocation, Lord, when once we heed your call to live according to your word and daily learn and daily learn refreshed, restored that you are Lord of all and will not let us fall. So, it doesn't really explain what the vocation is, except in that second part, when once we heed your call. Now, I thought only religious people get calls, like pastors. No. Uh-uh. No. Uh, Just well, don't say no. Explain it. <laughs> well, pa- pastors get called to the parish. Right. But we all have a calling in life. Yes. Whether it be uh, mother or father or uh, or or doctor, now how can we say that that's God's calling to us? Well, God, God, this is part of His uh, kingdom of of power. He's over everything. That's right. Not just uh, not just the kingdom of grace, not just the church, but His kingdom of power is over everything. In fact, and really everybody. Yes. So he's also Lord over everything in the universe, over uh, weather. But if I was going to tell you, yes, uh, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm a grandfather, I'm also a bank robber, I'm also... No, that's not his calling. That's <laughs> so... No, a bank robber is not one of his callings, no. And one in this verse tells us that. Yeah. Is it Skane? No, that's not in this verse. Oh, yeah, no, that's in the second one. What in this verse tells us that that would not be our calling? Uh, Once we we heed your call to live according to your word and daily... There it is. You skipped it. We live according to your word. Right. Yeah. So if we're not living according to his word, it's not our calling. Right. So that's why I said bank robber. That's not living according to his word. That's right. So... A calling is when you are involved in an activity that in and of itself is not sinful. God-pleasing. Yeah, and and that's where God has put us. Now, that's really important because let's say you're a policeman and uh, you go to stop somebody and they start shooting at you. 
that would mean that um, that you are Lord of all and will not let us fall. Even if the policeman is shot or, you know, they had that big funeral right. for the Illinois police. Right. I was surprised how many people came out oh, for that. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was Christian, mm-hmm. so he did not fall. He was in heaven. Right. But uh, a lot of times we need to understand that just because you're called to a certain vocation doesn't mean that everything here on earth is going to go perfectly. No, that's right. What does Jesus say? My kingdom is not of this world. Yes. And um, so what what he's saying there is that he has put people in this world in order that we might share with them the message about Jesus so they go into the other world, Mm -hmm. uh, the kingdom of the church type of thing. But uh, two, two things out of this verse. Number one is you know you have a call from the Lord if it's in line according to his word. And uh, the second thing is, is that therefore you will not fall. And that takes faith because sometimes it looks like we are falling. And when I mean fall, I'm not talking about when we sin. That, that would be our fault. But I'm talking about that. When we fall away from faith? No. When you are not successful in your vocation. Mm-hmm. When we fail. Yes. But you still haven't fallen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, that's hard to understand. Oh, yeah. Like, um, I had opened up this one store and I was selling clothes for a dollar and it was all used things, many things. And I was only able to be there on Saturday morning, so it never even paid for the rental of not, the... Not a real formula for success, no. No, no. <laughs> but did I fall? Did you call your store weekends only? <laughs> uh, no. no. What, what did I call it? I can't remember. <laughs> I had business cards and everything. And, and it, uh, didn't, it didn't make it. No, no. It didn't make it in the sense of meeting the costs. But I didn't feel like I had fallen. You know, I hadn't fallen, but the store had. And so you got to make that distinction. And so I brought some people in who sold everything in one Saturday. Wow. Yeah. Now, it was a lot less than I had hoped for, but that's their job. Mm -hmm. They come in and they clean things out. That's why I like when I hear stores going under, like um, maybe a a music store or something. Things are 30% off, then 40%, then 50%. Yeah, I just had to buy some music things. Uh, you know, I'm on the air with issues, etc. on the Sunday school. And my particular computer I'm using at home has a fan sound. Uh-huh. And we're trying to get rid of that, and we can't. So I'm going to use another computer, and I bought um, a standalone mic. But then, you know, if you... F- 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 yeah. Say things like that. Notice what you have in front of your sure, microphone. Sure, Filters that out. Yeah, it's a screen filter. You don't pop your peas. Very good. Yeah, excellent. So, you can have a vocation, but it will not be perfect. That doesn't mean what that no. you're not going to fall. Got to take the roses among the thorns. Stands the two. But if forgetful, we should find your yoke is hard to bear. If worldly pressures fray the mind... And love itself cannot unwind its tangled skein of care. Our inward life repair. 
Now, what do you think and is that, the question I'm going to ask? Uh, that, that, that word skein is so unusual, it's actually explained in the note at the bottom of the page. And it what says, does it say? The word skein uh, in stanza two reminds us that we depend on God to untangle our sin-filled lives. Yes. Skein. When have you ever used that word? When have you ever heard that word before? Skein. Oh, I think I used it this morning with Louise. <laughs> At any rate... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, that's a good word. Just ask somebody how do you spell it. Why did they pick that word? It doesn't. It doesn't really. Well, you got to rhyme with anything. The uh, writer Fred Pratt Green is English, uh-huh. and this is from Hope Publishing Company. Uh-huh. So that's the word he used. Yeah, but why? Why use that? I mean, that's not not a familiar word at all. I'm just kind of curious as to why he chose that word. It doesn't rhyme with anything. I think does it. No. No, it was in the middle of the sentence. So it's a one-syllable word. Maybe that's... But for him, it is talking about your life under the cross. Mm-hmm. That's what this whole... Remember, we were just saying, you can never fall, and then verse 2 begins. But if forgetful, we should find your yoke is hard to bear. Um, yeah, it was really interesting yesterday uh, at our party with the whole family there. Um, they all have newborn kids. Uh-huh. Or they were newborn. <laughs> they're older. <laughs> but they're now going to a school where they get homework. Ooh. And so that we had a big discussion is, do you make the kids do the homework as soon as they get home? Or tell them, make sure you have it done before you go to bed? Or whatever. Yeah, so, that's, that's a good... That's a good uh... Good question to think about. Yeah, because you know some kids, you know, after a day, a long day at school, you know, they want to come home. That you know, the last thing they want to do is go back to the books. You know, so you know, let them have a little playtime afterward before dinner, and then after and after dinner, you get down to get down to business. Yeah, but you know, kids are different too. Some kids want to get it done right away. Well, if you have a husband and a wife who have different views, yeah. See, and uh-huh. uh, we were kind of talking about that. What if the wife says, you got to do it right when you get home, and the husband says, no, let him you play, know, around. play around, relax, this kind of thing. And I said, why don't you do it the way Louise and I did it? <laughs> and you know how we did it? Uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, sure. Louise was in charge of the homework. <laughs> I had no idea what homework they had. And being a pastor, I was gone a lot of the nights sure, and stuff. Sure, sure. And she did a tremendous job. Uh-huh. She likes sitting with them and that. And I have no idea whether they did it when they got home or afterwards or whatever. <laughs> but it worked out really good. Just let the wife do it. <laughs> <laughs> but she had that kind of personality that really uh-huh. worked well with that. Well, good for her. So it was no problem. But um, uh, others wanted, no, I want it my way or that way or this kind of way. And this well, what was the decision they came to? I'm curious. Um, it was time to open presents. So we never finished the conversation. Uh. <laughs> yeah, but but they got some insights, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Stanza three. We marvel how your saints become in hindrances more sure, whose joyful virtues put to shame the casual way we wear your name, and by our faults obscure your power to cleanse and cure. That's really an interesting long gospel stanza. We marvel how your saints become. become. You would think um, 
in joyful success more sure. Yeah, no, in, no, in, in hindrances. hindrances. Yes. Paul talks about that, you know, uh, suffering leads to endurance, right. endurance sure. leads to hope, etc., etc. And that is the huge point that Luther makes in the Heidelberg Disputation. You cannot figure out God by looking at creation or your experiences. You will always end up with the wrong God. But you find God specifically in suffering. And, of course, the main thing is the cross. Right. If you want to know how God regards you, you look to the cross. Look to the cross. And God's word and such. So a lot of times hindrances are used by God and he allows them to happen in your life to set you in a different direction. For example, had I kept my store open, I was therefore busy every Saturday morning. Now that uh, I don't have the store anymore, I, I still have nine rooms over there and I still sell things, but I don't have regular hours. People phone and they pick it up. Then I'm available, for example, to go to congregations in a 400-mile round trip to do shut-ins and things like that. And see, God knew that. Sure. But I didn't. And so that's how hindrances helped me to become more sure that this is the direction that God wants to come. It's something that you probably always pray for when you go to a hospital to see a member. Oh, yes. Because they're in the hospital. That's a hindrance. But then your prayers are such that you bring comfort. And you can read Bible verses where probably the Psalms are the best. Psalms are good for all all sorts of different things yes. in different situations. Exactly. And especially when they learn that the Psalms are Jesus' prayers. And then we join in the prayers that Jesus had. It makes a big difference. Okay. Uh, four. In what you give us, Lord, to do, together or alone, in old routines or ventures new, may we not cease to look to you, the cross you hung upon, all you endeavored done. That takes a while to understand. Number one, in what you gave us, Lord, to do. See, that's vocation. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where he calls us. Together or alone? Does he mean, does he alone mean without God? No, I think in working with others, right? That's right. Mm -hmm. Well said, yeah. So together or alone. So basically, Louise really helped me set up the store and things like that, but she wasn't involved in selling. I was the only one there on Saturday and such. So I was together, then I was alone. In old routines or ventures new. See, that was a new venture for me. But I had read a lot of material that says 80% of new ventures fail in the United States. Mm, boy. Yeah. yeah, that's... So that's why I now do a venture that 80%, doesn't... 80%, you yeah, said. 80%. If somebody just opens up a store and such like that, it's you can't believe all the state and federal laws you yes, got to pass. restraints. And uh, cleanliness, and if you have a washroom, that's all different. You better have your fire protectors up, and just oh, a, yeah. a lot of things there that people just don't uh, realize to, to open up a store. It's, it's not just like a lemonade stand. No. Well, even there is a problem. 
um, kids were selling lemonades and they were arrested by the police because they didn't have a uh, certificate to do that oh, from the boy. government. <laughs> well, you know, we're not even allowed in some cities to go door to door to witness. Yes. You have to get something from City Hall giving you permission to do that. And I can understand that because you go out at night, you knock on a door. That's right. Who's going to open it? That's right. Yeah. A lot of people now have uh, cameras on their front right. doors and such like that, and that's really, really pretty smart to do. But may we not cease to look to you, the cross you hung upon. Explain that to me. How do you understand that sentence? Or are they together? We may not cease to look may to you, the cross you hung upon. May we not cease to look upon. to you, the cross you hung upon, all you endeavored done. It is finished. But how does the cross fit in? See, we always say... We always go back to the cross. Yeah, but how does it fit in here? Whatever, uh, in in what you give us, Lord, to do, together or alone, in whatever we're involved in, in old routines or ventures new, may we not cease to look to you for comfort. We always look to the cross. Well... Ours is a theology of the cross, not a theology of glory. I have a little different take, where it says, May we not cease to look to you, look to you when you hung on the cross. Mm -hmm. Which means, who did he look to for help? Who did Jesus look to? All right. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Well, that was a prophecy from Psalm 22, but the one I remember is, Father, forgive them for for they know not what they do. And he used the word Father one other time. Into thy hands I commit Very my, good. Commend my spirit. See, that's why we look to the cross to see what Jesus, in the worst kind of suffering, so even if we have a venture where thing isn't working out, it's still not as bad as the cross. That's right. And so that's what we mean by looking to the cross. That's a perspective we want to keep. Exactly. Which is what we're to do in every sermon. Show That's right. the cross, right? The cross. Yeah. And what cross it means in your life. And the resurrection. Yeah. And remind people of their baptism. And, and if, Lord's it's, Supper. if it's Lord's Supper Sunday, yeah. bring, them, bring them to that realization. No doubt about it. When do you have worship services? Uh, we have... Uh, fr- uh, worship services. Worship services. <laughs> Saturday evening at 5 p.m., and then Sunday morning at 9 a.m. at Prince of Peace Lutheran Church. Christmas. Yeah, we were talking about the Sabbath day. I said, when do Lutherans worship? And everybody said, Sunday. said, no, I've got a friend who has Saturday. I know another church has Monday. We have Wednesday, Lenten. Right. Monday, Thursday. Right. Good Friday. And then we'll, if somebody's going to have a funeral, we say, I'm sorry, we only do funerals on Saturday. No, we can have it on Tuesday or any day. So it doesn't matter. What day? Because we're no longer under the ceremonial laws. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about a very interesting subject. You're to hate your father and mother. Till then, God bless. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962.